Hey, Chris and Mike. This is Superfan Jim. I just wanted to congratulate you guys on 200 episodes. That's quite the achievement. I haven't been around for all of them, but I've heard the majority, and i got to say you guys do great work. So keep it up, and remember, there's no holding back now. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 200th episode of Woo! Superhero Slate. We made it. You are the best air horn sound ever, Mike. <laughs> uh, this is the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And I think we've used this intro this for the same 200 episodes as well, Mike. <laughs> That's it's, right. Don't mess with success. <laughs> is exactly. Uh, this week, Daredevil did not see his cancellation coming oh, on Netflix. Oh, Chris. That just came out of you organically, didn't it? It really did. I, I didn't have to think <laughs> about it. Uh, we learned about Captain Marvel through pop leaks. Oh, man. I love pop leaks. They're That's also very organic for me to, to, to use that <laughs> in my daily life. Uh, and can we please, can we please just have that Avengers <laughs> 4 trailer? Come on. And more. Oh, man. Yeah, so this is the, the 200th episode. We, we've roughly been tackling this show for four years. And Chris, yeah. if we're nothing, we're consistent. Yes. So that that is the key for every podcast. If you're just, if you want to get started, all you got to do is just do it consistently over and over again. Stick to a schedule have very uh, caring and understanding significant others that don't mind that you mm-hmm. have to carve out a section of your weekend uh, every week for the foreseeable future. But uh, the one thing that we were hoping for is that we could celebrate our 200th episode with the ha- trailer, yeah. and it, it's not here. But I'm thing that's even more annoying is there – I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but there's a good chance that you could be listening to this podcast right now and click over and watch that trailer live right now. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I've, I've lost so much – sleep this week staying <laughs> up waiting for this trailer and then it just it just never happened so yeah. I, I don't i don't even know um but but i think also you know when it comes to podcasting i think uh you've heard the most important thing, lower your expectations uh that's <laughs> that's that's uh, that's how we operate here uh i don't know it's, it's, i was talking to someone about it today um I, again we'll talk about it here in a little bit i've been at louisville supercon all weekend um mm-hmm. and i went today with my friend jeremy and we were just kind of talking about podcasting and like, you know, I, I don't even, it doesn't, to me, Mike, after 200 episodes, it doesn't, like, this is just second nature. And mm-hmm. um, earlier this week, we actually were FaceTiming with each other. Uh, and it, like, I was like, I even made a comment on, I'm like, this just kind of feels natural. Like, <laughs> I, talking to you is, is like, via this, via the podcast week is like the most normal phone conversation I think I can muster <laughs> right now in my life. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, podcasting, I would say there's a learning curve to it, but it's not very hard. I mean, no. you just need to be in front of a microphone, I think, for at least like an hour, maybe two weeks in a row, and then you just kind of get the hang of it. You got a handle on it. It's not like a super yeah. intense skill to learn. You just do your best to make sure there's no awkward silences. So you're always just thinking about what you like, and that's why we do a podcast about incredibly nerdy stuff because I'm always thinking about nerdy stuff. I've been thinking about my Daredevil hot takes for like the last like four days and how I'm going to talk yeah. about it on the show. So uh, we'll be talking about that here in a minute. But Chris, there's a slightly more important news to talk about before we jump into our news. Uh-oh. Is uh, I got a very, very thoughtful and uh, slightly expensive gift <laughs> in the mail this week. Uh, the shipping was even more expensive well, than I thought it would I'm be. I'm sad that was on the box, but yes. <laughs> 
But do uh, without bearing the lead anymore, Chris, my uh, my illustrious co-host here, was nice and sweet enough to send me the most amazing birthday slash Christmas present any boy could ever ask for is a mm-hmm. PlayStation VR. That's right, the three dimensional headset that you strap on your head to jump into a virtual world. Uh, I think I just like wore you down. Actually, like <laughs> I have a I have this uh, this uh, innate sense of just uh, barraging people with uh, thoughts and things that I want and all the homework that I do for like oh what's the best PSVR to get? There's different versions. <laughs> there's different bundles. I you know I try to do the math piecemeal of what's like buying it in, in pieces and I've been doing that for the last couple months in our group chat and I think you just got fed up with it and you're just like I got a buddy of a buddy who's selling one I'm just going to buy it and send it to him so I don't have to hear him talk anymore. Well it's one of those things uh, my, you're, you're one of those people who like well, the new PlayStation just came out. Well, what if I buy it and they put out a new one next month? Yeah, I'm always worried that I'm going to be behind. <laughs> always, always worried about the next big thing. Screw and, uh, the fun I could have right now. <laughs> yeah, so um, we you I, you you got a PlayStation Four a couple months ago to play Spider Man, and you've been you've been tearing it up with other games like The Last mm-hmm. of Us. And this deal on this PlayStation VR just came through, and I was like, you know what, Mike needs this in his life, mm-hmm. uh, and and I was able to get it and send it to you. And I think you know the best part about that that whole it was like an hour. FaceTime conversation. How easy was that to set up and get going? <laughs> technology, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, first of all, uh, let's not even uh, forget to mention the technology that lets us video chat through our handheld devices that easily. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, I basically just like plugged it in. Like all these cords have like different numbers on them, so you plug them into the right ports. It gets a little confusing because you're like, okay, well now my TV's not plugged into the PlayStation mm-hmm. anymore. It's plugged into this breakout box, and the breakout box breaks out into the PlayStation. But whatever, I got it. Uh, I got it up and rolling, and I've had I've had some different VR experiences experiences that have varied very much throughout the last couple days um, because I would say VR is not necessarily a, a quick pickup type of session. Uh, usually mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit more thought out, um, but the very first thing I did with it, uh, I think you were there on the FaceTime, was I just made the screen as large as possible so it was like I was <laughs> in an IMAX movie theater and I played a little bit of Spider-Man, and that was really cool. That was awesome. Um, I would love to actually do that in the real world, go to an IMAX screen and play Spider-Man, but I don't have to now. I actually was able to do it uh, virtually. And then um, after we signed off and I went on my own Mary VR way, I got to play the the VR demo that kind of comes with it. Yes. And uh, I played the little Astrobot demo, which came out last year, and then it turned into a fully-fledged console game that's like $40 yep. right now, which I plan on getting. So I got to play the little demo, and man, it is so cool, <laughs> because I think everybody out there, when they think of VR, they all think of first-person shooters or first-person games, and then you just happen to be in that body now, uh, where you can like look around holding like a gun or a mm-hmm. bow and arrow or something like that. But this is like totally different. It's a, it's a 100% platformer. But you're kind of looking down at your character. So, like, you can look around and you're kind of solving puzzles because you can kind of freely, like, move in and out and look at platforms and try to help your little dude around, which is really cool. And also, your controller comes into play because... um, you, what you can do is you can move your controller to like assist your little dude. So I can shoot like a little grappling hook out of my virtual controller in the game and then I can move my guy over and he can jump on my grappling hook like a tightrope and like move him along like a platform. And it was just so cool and like so intuitive 
really easy to handle. Like, um, and the great thing about it was uh, when my wife got home from work, I had her play that game, that exact same demo too. And she's not a super avid gamer. I mean, she understands like how video games work, but you know, she doesn't, it's not as intuitive to her. So it was interesting watching her play the game because she played it almost in a totally different way. Like, so you have to rescue your, your little robot friends throughout this level. And they would like kind of call out and she'd be like, oh, where is it? And she would like look around, try to find it. And she, she like uh, couldn't let... Uh, any single one of them go and she would like kept she kept dying on this one platform but she was so determined to save that little dude and uh, she actually did something really clever where she was trying to get to a high platform and if you just kind of do like a couple extra looks around a corner there's like a little jumping platform but what she did is she shot out her grappling hook on on and then she got the little guy on there and then she stood up in her chair and then she lifted the controller up above her head because that lifted the tightrope and then she was able to jump off the tightrope and that's not something I ever would have thought to do so yeah. that's really cool to kind of see how different people will interact with the the VR so that was really fun. I mean, I'm kind of I'm I'm sold on the idea of platformers already, which was cool. Yes. Uh, but then, um, but then I tried. Uh, I downloaded another demo disc and I tried this game called Valkyrie, which I'm sure you've probably heard oh, of. You, how, did you get sick? Oh my god! Like this. Uh, <laughs> so I th- yeah. I knew about it a little bit from, from from some videos that I saw, and like you just start off like you're in a spaceship. It's really cool. Uh, you have all these controls and modules in front of you. But oh man, I got I got so motion sickness. <laughs> I didn't even think that was possible. I heard of all these people getting motion sick, but I was like, oh, these are people that just can't even stand going to see like a 3D movie or something. They just must have must have the most <laughs> sensitive constitutions on the planet. But I was in it for 20 seconds, and I had to take the the headset off because I felt like I was going to throw up like when I was on a snorkeling boat in Cancun earlier this year. So, and so I literally had to put it down and go sit down on the couch and watch some Netflix because I just couldn't, like, I felt like I was going to puke. And like, I went and got lunch like two or three hours later and I still kind of felt like I didn't have my sea legs back. So (laughs) the motion sickness is real. So I I mean, it it definitely shouldn't, shouldn't keep you from getting a VR headset if you're interested in it. It's just one slice of games. Let me, let me tell you, there are these things called ginger chews. You've heard of ginger mm-hmm. when you eat sushi, that pink stuff mm-hmm. that cleans your yeah. palate? Mm-hmm. So you can go get chews of these that are flavored lemon, mango, and I think there's um, a honey one. Uh-huh. Um, they're, they're like a GNC or like a like a nutritional like kind of place. Mm-hmm. Pop one of those in your mouth before you go into those games. You will not get motion sick. <laughs> swear to God, I'm the biggest pansy when it comes to that stuff. And those ginger wow. shoes save me yeah, so. I have to give it a shot. I mean, it was really cool because you you have all of this full range of motion. But I think maybe a flying game might be slightly different because in space you mm-hmm. have no horizon to tidally lock you onto something. Yeah. So maybe it's just or maybe it's just specifically space games. But it looked beautiful so that was cool so i tried some other things um i guess there's like a um almost it looks like a stop motion movie that's free i don't know maybe it might have cost money when it first came out but when i got around to it i watched a little demo of it on another demo disc um, that the Valkyrie was on. I think it's called like Owl You Met or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're just these little, almost like stop motion esque, like little three D people, all like playing through a story. And I could like zoom my head in, and I could do my like my own little framing around the characters. It was really cool. I have no idea how long the full movie is, but I downloaded it. So you don't. There's no interaction. There's no playing. But like you know, like a cute little like flying boat. You know, will go in front of you, and then the the character who's on top of the boat will go down into the hall and then like the side of the boat will like reveal what's inside it was really cool um 
So that was neat. It's kind of interesting to see all the things you can do with it. I think I think the thing that maybe could be improved on much higher end headsets, which I'm never going to pay for, is like actual 360 real life recorded video. Mm-hmm. So I, I watched some stuff on YouTube. I watched some things through like Little Star because, you know, movies with big enough marketing budgets, they always do some sort of like VR experience. Uh, so actual like real life footage, I would say doesn't look the best because I think the the highest end uh, like a PlayStation headset can do, at least for my normal PlayStation, is like 1080. Maybe the Pro I think has been like overclocked with some specific files can do up to like 4K in the eyes. But uh, yeah, so I would think maybe like a like a Vive or like a next level Oculus Rift well, could do like higher end video. I, I think it's also part of whoever's recording. Like the early 360 video recordings were 1080 stretched in a full circle. So oh, okay. it could be some of the video stuff because, uh, I mean, to do a 4K, a 4K 360 video is technically, I think, 2K because it's mm-hmm. 4K stretched. Um, so it could be the video. But, yeah, I, I I agree with that. Some of those are really cool on YouTube. Some of them are kind of lackluster. <laughs> so Yeah, it just kind of <laughs> almost depends on if anybody's really uh, thought it are through. Are they trying? Yeah. <laughs> but I did. You you told me for a, for a while that I needed to download Rec Room because it's the one kind of VR thing where we could play together. Yes. And uh, <laughs> like I haven't even really made it past the tutorial yet, but I thought it was really cool because it was the first time I got to use the motion controllers and it had me type in my email address because it's like, oh, before you play this game, you need to create an account. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Now I got to use this stupid pad and I got to type out my email address, but then I got to use my virtual fingers to type out my email. And I was like, this is so cool. I'm not even in the game yet. But then I I had like, my camera was like mispositioned. I was like fiddling with it before the game started. So it wasn't calibrated right. So I couldn't make it through the tutorial because I actually couldn't get the camera to register like my button press of whether I wanted to walk or teleport. So I got to go back into it when I get my camera uh, fixed. Yeah. But I got, I got my account created. So I'm ready to roll whenever you are. Yeah, I'm very excited because that one has paintball, archery, basketball, there's a charades even like that game for a free game is really really cool it's like a 3d chat room so i'm very excited to get in that with you i would also recommend um getting the spider-man homecoming vr experience while you can that's also free Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's the scene where peter gets his suit for the first time from tony oh yeah i think i've seen i think i've seen video of this online we probably even talked about it on the show a while yeah so there's that (laughs) i mean you you have the skyrim bundle even i mean for oh yeah yeah. i keep forgetting i have a full-fledged game that came with the bundle that i need to need to give that a shot but uh to make a very long uh hopefully (laughs) interesting story short Thank you very, very much for this. Yeah. Uh, just a beautiful gift, and I will do my best to repay you when you come out and see me in Comic Con in July, man. Yes, very much so. I mean, it's I, 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 I don't know. It's just I, I saw it, Mike, and I thought you had to have it. And as, as we've been doing this, you know, for almost four years, I mean, I, I just, since you don't live near me, it's hard for me to get you things on the regular. So I, uh, I definitely, uh, I'm glad you enjoy it. Long story short. Um, I'm going to jump into my news, Mike. I've been at Louisville yeah. Supercon all weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I was just going to do Saturday, but I got roped into going Sunday. And, and I say roped, but it, it was a good thing. Um, so I got to go back. Uh, this is the first Supercon in Louisville, Mike. So uh-huh. um, it used to be Derby City Comic Con about a year and a half ago. Very small convention. You could throw a rock and hit the back of the room. Like It was uh-huh. kind of weak. Um, they were bought out by the Supercon, which is a franchise, uh, I think, based in Florida. And uh, this this weekend, they were able to bring in a lot of vendors, a lot of artists, a lot of comic book um, artists, and uh, ultimately celebrities at the end of the day. 
And uh, when I got in yesterday, I actually, my friend Kyle, um, he used to play Halo with, he brought his brothers and one of their friends down uh, for their first convention kind of thing. And um, we ended up, uh, me, my wife, and him, we, we went all over the place, bought a bunch of pop vinyls, Mike, I'm going to be honest with you, because you know me, that's what, that's what <laughs> I'm there for, I'm there for the pop vinyls. And, um, you know, just kind of, I don't know, just walked around a little bit. It wasn't that cool i mean we bought uh this is this is gonna sound sad but i got a uh, hot dog and a coke for eleven dollars like, <laughs> this food kind of sucks but then i looked around they have ramen noodle hot ramen noodle stands like you get uh-huh. the fancy noodles in the cup they have pulled chicken and bar- uh, pork barbecue stands now um, so you just made a poor decision of getting hot i did i just went to the it. first one because i'm like because they showed a picture of a chicago dog mike and i'm like i'm a sucker oh, for this yeah they did not have the condiments for chicago dog oh no it was just more packets of ketchup mustard and relish so um did what i did but it's, it's cool uh so the first day I just bought a bunch of stuff we came home that was it today i went back and i got to hang out with a bunch of cool people today uh, first and foremost, I gotta give a shout to Victor Dandridge, uh, the hardest working man in comics. He's the owner of Vantage In-House uh, Productions. Um, he's got a really cool thing right now going called You Create Comics, um, mm-hmm. where it helps walk people through the process of you know, working on ideas and dialogue and, and creating comic books from the ground up. Nice. Uh, it, it's a really cool program, and, and he just does it. Takes it to schools, takes it to convention. He used to work for Wizard World on the convention circuit, mm-hmm. uh, so he's had a chance to host panels. Like even with like his first one, I think was with Sebastian Stan. Uh, oh, nice from the Winter Soldier and, and people like that. So uh, he he's no um, stranger to this. I've known him about eight years in the comic convention world. Uh, for my first C two E two, I met him. He did eight bit art, and then the second year, I got to see. Avengers two weeks early and he's the first person I went to and was like hey Thanos is at the end of this movie because he wanted to know and uh, now look where we are with Thanos and movies so, <laughs> Victor subscribes he lives uh, not far away so he's been li- he listened to us down to Louisville and back so I know you're listening Victor thank you for hanging out with us I got an interview coming up with him Mike we're going to put it on, on online somewhere uh, that you can listen to uh, so we- I talked with him uh and then beyond that, I went and talked to Jim Shooter. Are you familiar with the name Jim Shooter when it comes to comic books? Jim Shooter. It sounds awfully familiar. I feel like I've seen the name Shooter somewhere. Okay, so uh, most people know him from actually uh, writing Secret Wars for Marvel back in the uh, oh, 80s. Okay. Um, and he, is the, um, he was an editor-in-chief for Marvel Comics for several years. And then he was also, I believe, one of the founders of Valiant Comics uh, uh, later afterwards. That's rad. So um, he was there signing books. I didn't have anything for him. I mean, I have a bunch of stuff for him to sign, but I didn't take anything. But um, my friend Jeremy was having him sign books. And we, we got to talk, and he was just telling stories about working with Stan Lee in the 80s and, like, you know, starting in comic books and going through it. He he had some really good, um, so I guess, advice, like how, you know, Marvel Comics, when Stan Lee was there, like how, like, DC had the artist. Uh, Jack Kirby and... Um, Oh, who's the other artist? I can't even think of him. Uh, Jack Kirby and I Steve can't Ditko. Do. Yeah, Steve Ditko. They weren't top tier <laughs> artists in the time. They were like third string artists, mm-hmm. uh, and nobody really wanted them. So Stan was like, "We're going to outstory DC by telling better stories," oh, and so then cool. brought those names. So it just he just the insight into Marvel was really cool. So I got some um, uh, foot uh, interview audio from Jim that we're going to put up later, Mike, as well. Uh, I got to talk to and hang out with Dana Snyder, the voice of Master Shake uh, from Aqua Teen. <laughs> Which is great for you. You are a huge Aqua Teen fan. Yeah, one one of the biggest. So he, uh, so he, I, I got the, he, 
I bought his package, the full Sheboygan is what, what he called it. Um, and right here I have a, he, he did an autograph, I have a poster from the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie film for theaters. Mm-hmm. And he actually did a guide on the poster where he wrote things on above people. Like here are ninjas, <laughs> here's lava, uh, here's a jerk, here's a nerd. Uh, Master Shake is a cool dude and he drew dots from the eyes down to this barbarian girl's boobs. Like looking <laughs> at the boobs, like it's really funny. Then I have a three and a half minute audio thing, so he's gonna we're gonna have some audio from him as well. He uh, recorded an intro for the show. He did a voicemail recording for me, and then a, an alarm audio recording for me. Yeah, as well. and when you give a podcast audio, uh, you must stay subscribed because that means it will pop up in your feed at some point in time. I think yeah. we're gonna do like some show intros with them. Oh yeah, definitely him. And then also uh, after some detective work from Sean Gunn, brother James Gunn, played by uh, he plays Craglin in the Guardians movies and does a CG for Rocket. Um, he also recorded an intro for us as I, when I got my selfie as well. Uh, but after the uh, controversy his brother was in, you know, via Twitter and all that other stuff <laughs> with, um, you know, the the all, I guess, are they the alt-right, I guess, is that what we're calling Sure, them? yeah. Sure, whatever. Uh, he was like, ma- he had to make sure that we weren't some white supremacist podcast <laughs> before he did the recording for us. But I, I applaud his his uh, work there. So uh, I've, I've got that clip coming as well. And I think there's a have- good... There's a good chance that your girlfriend or wife or uh, possibly even your friend uh, Mike here uh, also knows James Gunn as a Kirk from Gilmore Girls. And I love Sean Kirk Gunn. from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, Sean Gunn. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's an awesome shout-out. I can't, I can't wait to tack it on to the show. Yeah, and lastly, uh, I got another interview with a, a, a cosplay photographer company called Great Unknown. Um, they, do a, they do cosplay photography for free or for donations. And then uh, they donate that to um, flash drives for freedom. I don't know if you know what that that. Yeah, uh, don't they put um, they put like critical news information on those and they drop them in North Korea, don't they? That is correct. Yep. So they they go around to all these conventions doing um, this photography for for donations, or they charge if if you like want a long shoot and stuff like that. And then uh, they all the all the proceeds go go into that that fund. So they were really really cool people to talk to. I know they're listeners of the show, so I know. I know um, Josh and, and Josette are, are listening, so hi. Thank you for taking time with me today and, and interview. So I, I had a really good time at the Supercon, Mike. It was, um, I feel they, they under-promoted it. I bought comic books. I was telling you about this. The prelude comic books for all the movies. So if we ever have to argue about what happened in what movie, I can also go to the <laughs> prelude comic books. I'm like, it's what the official comic book from Marvel says as well. So Yeah, that's some next-level nerd man right there. Yeah, exactly. I got, almost, I got a whole, almost a whole set of them right behind me. Eleven of them picked up today. Um, and lastly, the um, first Avenger, the um, the movie. Um, I actually have the screenplay book now. They have the screenplay oh, book. Oh, rad! Up. Uh, so um, I thought that was kind of a cool addition to my collection as well. But uh, Supercon, really awesome. Uh, if you didn't get to go, I would recommend maybe putting it on your calendar next year. Uh, skip what, the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, skip the hot dogs. Go straight for the the ramen stand. Um, but uh, also, one day is way more than enough. So if you're planning on getting a weekend, probably don't. One day is adamant or adequate to cover the whole weekend. So um, I think it was a great way to kick off the convention season. Great way to see people and get these interviews. And and stay tuned as we we I go through them. I'm gonna have to clean a couple of them up, but we'll we'll be putting them out, Mike, for sure. So cool. That's it. Now we're into the comic book movie news. Uh, I I we'll get to it here in a little bit. We have uh, someone helping us on Twitter now, I guess. Uh, tagging us and all stuff, but we'll we'll get to that here in a minute. But um, 
Daredevil canceled at Netflix after season three, Mike. I mean, yeah, wh- what I, do we make out of this? I guess what we make out of it is you don't trust Vincent D'Onofrio, who yeah. told us just the other week, Daredevil is safe. I mean, we never really should have believed him to begin with because I think we always assume actors know way the more than they actually do. Like, oh, you know, yeah. like they just send them the scripts. They Sometimes they don't even send them the whole scripts, and they just show up and they just stand in front of the camera and they read their lines. Uh, some of them can be uh, more involved than others, but, yeah, we never should have trusted them. Yeah, I, it's hard to say um, what's going on. I was reading an article today that apparently even the um, producers and TV execs didn't know about the cancellation uh, mm-hmm. because Netflix made it. Um, because they actually had pitched, we saw the idea they pitched season four, uh, last week as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think, um, they had some of the stuff planned out this week and they're like, nah, stop right there. You're done. Uh, but what this makes me worry about is the shows left are actually Jessica Jones and the Punisher. Mm-hmm. And should we even watch them and care? Because we know they're probably going to get canceled right afterwards. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think that goes into the whole uh the whole gist of it. It looks like you have um looks like you have a theory for me. Mm-hmm. So, I'll drop what I'm thinking and then I'd love to hear what you think. Go right ahead. I I, I think the the simplest explanation is the right explanation the best explanation. Uh Netflix <laughs> <would> say that. <laughs> Netflix has analytics for everything. So, this isn't some sort of weird like voodoo where a studio is trying to like uh, you know, measure success or whatever like that. They they know no, people aren't watching the later seasons of these uh, shows as they did at the very beginning. I, I mean, uh, you're you're a perfect uh, test case, Chris. You even canceled your Netflix uh, subscription because uh, these Marvel shows weren't even enough to keep you there. And also, all you got to do is look at me. I'm not even done with Daredevil Season 3, and Daredevil is my favorite of all of these shows. So even I'm not carving out enough time in my schedule even to finish this season, even though that I'm liking it. So I think that's the answer right there. Uh, also, um, we talked about, I think, with Luke Cage. I don't know if it was a rumor or if, or if like an actor had spoken out. I don't remember exactly what they said, but um, they said their, their social accounts weren't getting a whole lot of activity when uh, the, ne- the when the second season of Luke Cage came out. So I just think there's not enough hype around these shows anymore to kind of get a return on their investment. I mean, they're green lighting, <laughs> they're green lighting shows like Cowboy Bebop, and they're green lighting like. I saw that they're making like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory like original series or maybe movie, and then they're also doing that sequel that everyone's always talked about, like the Glass Elevator. I have no idea what that is. I don't know where Charlie and the Charlie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory goes after that first iconic movie. So they much the rather elevator. yeah, <laughs> they much rather take all of those dollars for shows that are just kind of um, dwindling, even if they might have a decent audience. They want they want to reinvigorate. They want to be social. They want to be be viral. Um, my wife forced me to watch, uh, these Netflix Christmas movies called a Christmas Prince, uh, last night, um, because I guess the first one last year went pseudo viral, um, to a point where Netflix even tweeted out that said to the 53 people that have watched a Christmas Prince for, um, 18 days in a row who hurt you <laughs> so they have analytics buddy so nobody out there is watching the season of daredevil like continuously for well, like 18 days in a row well know? well so i'm gonna my my theory actually piggybacks actually off of your th- your okay thing, Mike. We're, so we're it's, along it's, the same lines that's good yeah so i don't think these these shows are not going to be renewed on disney plus i mm. think we can both agree there right 
I, I think I've actually heard some official statements out there. I don't know if they've came from uh, reputable sources, but yeah, I think even somebody over at Disney said that they're not planning on it. So because Netflix has not been marketing these shows very well, I think is why the numbers are down. Like, because mm-hmm. the marketing wasn't really good for them. Like, why do the Daredevil a month after Iron Fist 2, I guess? Um, and what I'm kind of sitting here thinking is, numbers are down, these are bad, but also these movies don't connect really to the MCU at large, mm-hmm. right? They just reference the Avengers. That's all, they, like, the, the event, the incident from Avengers 1. So, what if... The Netflix still has the option to license these, right? Because Netflix is the one kind of we're, that we were told is in control of these shows. Mm-hmm. Maybe Marvel is jacking up the production costs and the licensing costs for all this stuff. So they're like, well, you still have it, but you have to pay us a lot more to make these oh, shows. Oh, I see. So you're getting a little bit more speculation than there. Yes. Because these are now costing Netflix a lot and they're canceling them, Marvel can reboot these characters into their MCU proper in all the channels that exist. Yeah, because I, I, I think that makes sense. Because we're going to talk about a show here in a little bit that is on Hulu, which will be majorly owned by Disney, and it has a very strange Doctor Strange connection going on there, way more than any Netflix show ever did. So, And also, after Avengers 4, with a finger snap and people are dead, are they dead, are they coming back, whatever, they can tell any story they want going forward if they were technically dead and brought back. Yeah, kind of I th- I think it's going to be a little bit more of a longer game. Yes. You know, I th- I think what Netflix did here was great. I, I You know, for the most part, I really like these shows, and I'm glad they existed. I, I definitely wouldn't go back and change anything except for possibly with Iron Fist, and I think everybody would agree with me there. Uh, so I'm glad that they made them, but, you know, Netflix is like they're, they're almost a tech company, I would say, more than they're an entertainment company. So they need to always innovate and move on to the next big thing because they're in a big competition. You know, this isn't this isn't like ABC that's like cranking out Agents of Shield just because you know it happens to fit on their Friday night schedule and they don't have a lot of, a lot of competition there, but people seem to like it. You know, this isn't that kind of equation. So I think this is a longer game where Netflix is just going to hold on to these properties. Not Netflix, uh, Disney is going to hold yeah. on to these properties for a while. And Phase Five, Phase Six, they're thinking the long term. I mean, if Kathleen Kennedy comes out and says she's not worried about the Force of awakens you know she's worried about you know the next 10 20 years of star wars um i think you know marvel's thinking the same route so i think they like having these characters ready to go and i'm sure whenever they crop back up they'll be recast they'll tell new origin stories um but yeah i i I almost kind of wonder there's a cynical part of me that thinks uh these net these uh marvel contracts aren't the same as they used to be you know we know a lot about these contracts um when it comes to sony and spider-man and also fantastic four because they had to make those movies every x number of years or they would lose the rights i don't think marvel has made those deals uh (laughs) recently at all i think all of their deals are very strict and contingent now on a certain number of years and they get everything back no matter what you do and they probably have to get permission to do certain things with their properties you know when it comes to you know Uh teeing in with their uh cinematic universes but also i think you mentioned this a few weeks ago maybe you put this idea in my head that it could exist that there could be contract buyout clauses you know who knows if disney really wants the streaming service to really you know 
kick Netflix in the nuts, there could be a clause in these contracts that says we can buy these back from you at any time that we want. You know, yeah, it's probably going to cost a lot of money, but we're Disney over here. We got it. We don't yeah. want you to hold on to any more Marvel properties. We're we're making our own original Marvel television streaming series on our network. We don't want you making any more stuff. So here's a hundred million dollars. You can't make any more Netflix shows. You know, it was a pleasure yeah. doing business with you before. Ra- you know, wrap that, them that, up and, and get them done. <laughs> yeah. So that's a possibility too. So. Um, you know, I, I'm going to watch Jessica Jones. I'm going to watch The Punisher. But it will be kind of weird, though. Like, what are those last episodes going to be like, you know? You, you, I, I mean, will they be able to wrap them? I mean, I what I would love, and I told this some nine, uh, two two-hour-long episodes or one 90-minute-long or two 90-minute-long uh, episodes, wrapping this up completely with a little bow would be mm-hmm. perfect. Like, does it need to be Defenders? Just be like, call it something else. Uh, wrap it all up with a bow for all those shows. Um, yeah, yeah, do- it would be nice just to have one little adventure. It doesn't have to be something as cataclysmic as sla- saving the whole city of New York, but it would just be kind of neat if they just all came together for just like one last, like you know, stop like a bank heist or something. You know? Yeah, the, like yep, and then they go their own way, and that's it. Everybody lived happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's there's a bunch of um, you know articles out there saying that. The, the, all these new shows that they're making on Disney Plus and, and going forward are endorsed by the MCU. They Kevin Feige and his crew, yes, they're in charge of them. They love them. These were not made with that same love. Um, yeah. So I think this might be one of those things like, we just need to end them because we don't like who made them. We don't like where they're going. They're kind of a, a sore spot in some places based on, on you know on the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe at large. I would watch... And I hate I hate I'm saying this. The Dark World, anytime over the Inhumans, like any, given the chance, I'd be like, "You gonna watch the Inhumans or Dark World? Dark World, put it on. I'm not yeah. watching the Inhumans anymore. It's only it's only two hours of my life anyway. But exactly. Or I'd even take one episode. Like you got what one episode or two hours of the Dark World. Dark World it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, at least give me those high end special effects, you know. And Darcy, she's funny. Yeah, exactly. We talked about that this week. Darcy's funny. <laughs> uh so yeah, it's just they need to I guess wipe this stain uh from from the like yes, the Netflix has high things. Daredevil is good, but on the whole, the the Netflix MCU is not a, a strong suit going forward. Yeah. So. And we've we've been saying for a little while now that they're kind of running out of steam. If they if they wanted to continue, they would need a big shot of adrenaline of kind of like top tier triple A characters from Marvel, which they're just they're just not gonna get from Disney. So Yeah. Or or just to do something different that's not a hallway alley fight or something like that. So. <laughs> yeah, they're running out of hallways. They've yeah. destroyed all the hallways in New York City. There's no hallways left. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Daredevil's canceled. Tell us what you think about Daredevil. I know a lot of people are conflicted. A lot of people are sad. But, uh, you know, when I was a young boy, uh, shows got yeah. canceled all the time. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, like we said, Jessica Jones and The Punisher haven't officially been canceled yet. I mean, more seasons haven't been ordered. So uh, more than likely, they will be ended. But yeah. so this is just a, a strong signal. <laughs> yeah. Three out of five. Three out of five. Uh, we're rounding up, Mike. We're just calling it now. The Vision and Scarlet Witch show, apparently that will be the title of the show, Vision and Scarlet Witch, uh, and Vision is confirmed for the show with Paul Bettany um, through some sources. So I think I think that's an okay title. Um, I don't know what stories they're going to tell us, where they're going to go, but um, I, I like to think they're very, very different characters. Like one's very logical and robotic, and the other one's very emotional and magical. So I, I'm interested to see where the show kind of goes. I mean, are you excited for, for this? 
<laughs> I, I think the title is the most a direct title ever, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but it's almost, I would say, it's a title that you would see on a comic book, so it's not exactly too creative or too surprising. But also maybe they're thinking a little bit of just uh, people browsing through their library. It's like, holy crap, did I just scroll by something that said Vision and Scarlet Witch? I know those characters. I'm going to watch yeah. that. Because not all people are on the same level as us, Chris. We know this show was coming from like 100,000 yards away. Uh, not yep. a lot of people will understand it because they'll just be Disney princess people that'll subscribe to any Disney network that they ever put in front of them. So they're going to see like, oh, wow, this is awesome. So um, yeah, I'm excited for this show because I want to see what they're going to do. I want to see what happens when you take the level of talent and thought that comes from the MCU and try to distill it into a series whether it's a limited run series or possibly maybe there's a season two out there who knows but i just want to see what happens is it just going to be like the level of what happens when you take a one shot and you and then you explode it into a series because that's kind of what happened with agents of shield is the one shot got exploded into a series um so yeah i'm just so interested what it's going to be like when i'm inside of a disney streaming service you know is it fun is it exciting is there tons of stuff to look at is it pretty trim and bare kind Mm -hmm. of like the dc streaming app i don't know i i really don't know i mean i i'm interested to see kind of how they all tie this together like I, I want to like I, I've said this a billion times. I want to see this app actually have different things. Um, like, hey, I want to see a playlist for Marvel shows. Randomize all of them for me, or mm-hmm. play me a chronological version of these shows. Like, I don't want to see just a library and like you go through and pick it. Like, I want to see some creativity in this, and and this could be an opportunity. To be like, oh, you like Civil War? Like, let's catch up on Vision and the Scarlet Witch, kind of thing. So. Um, I'm excited to see kind of what they can do and, and what they do with all these literally interconnected shows going yeah. on. At the the one time. thing I really want, I love cliffhangers, which is one reason why I really like the Marvel movies because of the end credit scenes. Mm-hmm. So give me an awesome cliffhanger from Vision and the Scarlet Witch that kind of dovetails me into uh, Loki's show. And then maybe, you know, that cliffhanger will dovetail me into the Winter Soldier and Falcon show. So I want a little interconnection. That's what <laughs> I love about comic books. That's what I love about the MCU. I love the connection. If it's not there, I don't do care. You, do you think they should have an end credit scene after every episode? <laughs> that would be funny. That would be that would be pretty good. I'd enjoy that. Um, the Runaways is a show Mike has not watched on Hulu, mm-hmm. strictly on Hulu. But um, I've watched the first season with my wife. Really enjoyed it, Mike. Um, however, the new trailer for this new season comes out this month, December. Uh, looks like it might have a huge connection to Doctor Strange in this trailer here. Now, you did not watch the trailer. Fair well, warning. I, I watched a little bit of it uh, until where I saw a dinosaur in a sharp shopping cart, and then I was like, "Holy crap! This what show actually <laughs> might be really cool." <laughs> I actually need to go back and watch the first season, so I just skipped to the one thirty-seven mark, like we have in our show notes here, to see this Doctor Strange connection that you're talking about. So Nico Minoru, uh, she has the staff of one, and in the comic books, her staff has the ability to do a spell once. Like it'll do any spell you want, but it can only do it once. Is is the limit? So you know what I'm saying, like. You can't say uh, shield and then do it again, Tim. It's like, once you use shield, it's done. you got to get more creative with how you use the staff. Um, in this spot, she's using the staff, and through the staff we see her eyes going into, like I guess, like, like ash and cracks like um, Kaecilius in the Doctor Strange and his disciples in the Doctor Strange movies. Which is a so, huge connection to, to the MCU. What I'm some here. some dry some dry eye skin there, but yeah, that is a that's very much tying a a show on Hulu into 
the MCU and their spiritual realm. I think that's big news. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did this as well with the um, the portals, the sling rings. Ghost Rider could do those. So mm-hmm. um, I think this gives this show a little more oomph in itself because the first season is not very connected to the MCU at all. Uh, mm. Which isn't bad. It's just it doesn't say like this is in L.A. It's not like oh my god, there's aliens coming out of the sky in New York. They're not doing that kind of stuff. So um, if you want to catch out, catch this. This is a this is a really cool show on Hulu. Season two is coming up. Um, so I, I, I'd recommend it to everybody. But if you want to see that, look, you can go check it out. The one thirty seven mark on this video here. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. This is more of a uh, I guess a. Um, Warning! Heads yeah, heads up. <laughs> Early screenings are taking have taken place this weekend. Like you can go get ticket to Mike. You missed out on yours. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's actually a screening in a couple of days um, this coming weekend that I saw, but I was way too late to. Definitely couldn't get tickets. And then like the next earliest screenings, like maybe like the Thursday, like an early on a Thursday. But uh, if you're out there on social media following communities that like the same stuff that we like, uh, you can't avoid everybody exploding about Into the Spider-Verse because uh, their review embargoes are down. Everybody's talking about the reviews and the scores and everything. Uh, I mean, to cut to the chase, this movie looks like it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. I mean, the previews are great. The voice acting is great. Um, the Rotten Tomato scores and the reviews are even up already. Like that's how hyped they are for this. I'm not telling you what they are, <laughs> but but they are up. If you wanted to go look for them, watch uh, out for your Instagram explore feeds because uh, the algorithm knows that I like uh, Marvel stuff. So they've been putting a lot of Spider Verse things in my uh, in my section. And I've seen a few, luckily, luckily these Instagram news outlets, I, I guess qu- put quotes around the word news, uh, geeky news outlets, you know, they put a lot of their news in albums. So the very first photo on their album will be a spoiler warning and you swipe to the left to see the spoiler. But people are always, already talking about spoilers for Spider-Verse. So yeah, just you know, stay vigilant. Uh, you only got to hold out for two more weeks and then we can all go see the movie. Yes, and in that regard, tickets are now on sale. So you can go buy mm-hmm. your tickets for those opening weekends or see if there's an early screening in your area. There's There was none here, um, but I at least will know I get to go see it on Thursday. They're showing it at 5 p.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> I'm like, what the – who's doing this? See, this so. is going to be this is gonna be tricky because I don't think it's going to be incredibly too hard to snag a ticket for this movie just because an animated movie is kind of already taken down a step or two. When it comes to like uh, like uh, same day premiere, like people are gonna run to a theater to see a live action Spider Man movie. They're gonna be a little bit more they're timid. Walk. For, yeah, they're gonna be a little bit more timid for an animated movie because they got there's questions they have to answer themselves. Like, oh, is this a kids movie? You know, what's it rated? Can I bring my kid? Uh, and are there gonna be too many kids there? And I don't want to go because I don't want to watch the movie around kids. Should I wait a couple weeks till it dies down? You know, that's what we think a lot. Like when we went to go see the new Wreck It Ralph movie, I was super worried about little kiddos being in my screening so we tried to go as late as we could during the day because the middle of the day is when all the kiddos come out so a lot more questions you have to ask yourself before you go to a spider-verse screening but i hope it makes a ton of money because i'm loving the art style i'm loving the way it looks i can't wait to get my hand on the art book to flip through it but i will not look through it until i actually see the movie so i'm very excited yeah i'm, I'm very very excited well it's a two-hour movie just give you a heads up so we'll so plan accordingly uh, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to go on Thursday, Mike. I haven't bought my tickets yet because, uh, of course, uh, I want to make sure with my wife it was kosher when we could get there and when I can get off work. So, Into the Spider-Verse 2 is already in development. 
What? Sequel? Yeah, so I t- if they have confidence in Spider-Man and all their properties now, you can believe it. What I think is going to surprise you the most is the director uh, for this is Joaquim Dos Santos, known <sighs> for creating Avatar, yes. Korra, and most of Justice League Unlimited. And Wait. he is also a uh, producer on Voltron 2, which has really taken off for uh, people on Netflix. So yeah. I think I think that show actually just ended on Netflix. So he's uh, he's getting freed up to make this movie. This is so exciting. I mean, there there for me, there is nothing cooler than seeing somebody be monumentally successful on the TV animation side. Getting I I don't want to say promoted like saying that like TV animation is lesser, but there's so much more responsibility and time commitment uh, for like a one shot, just punch of a movie. Uh, so I think that's so cool that some, that they're trusting somebody from like the TV uh, realm to helm like this huge, big budget, just lump sum of a movie, you know? Uh-huh. So I think that's so cool. I love everything that he's worked on, even though I haven't really do- dove into Voltron, but it looked beautiful, had the same type of feeling and love and care for the, the couple episodes that I saw. So this is so cool. This is so awesome. Like, and this is great because you know, he's going to understand animation. He's going to know it through and through. So this isn't going to be like taking a director that just kind of understands making movies and then just trust the artists to kind of make what he wants to make. Like he, he's going to know this whole process. Well, I think his, his nickname is like the animation action King or something like that, because he is known for, his animated action scenes, being able to choreograph those and make them make sense yeah. in the animated you, scene. Yeah, if you want to see some amazing fight scenes, there is some beautiful stuff in uh, Legend of Korra. Uh, I mean, there's also amazingly good stuff in the first uh, Last Airbender, but you know that's all standard definition, like four by three ratio. So when you get like this nice, like widescreen, like uh, fluid animation, oh, it's great. Like I, I could geek out about this like all day, but this is so much good news. Like we just talked about, like awesome reviews that are coming out for Spider Verse and getting uh, someone like. Joaquin to fucking oh man I'm so excited <laughs> this is so this is so good this is the animation side of me just like nerding out right now yeah and and who'd have thought we'd be excited for a Sony Spider-Man movie I know isn't that crazy like yeah. I I think what it really boils down to is this is a to- this is a different studio they might be on the same lot as like Sony Pictures in Culver City but I'm sure it's like a different physical building with hopefully different people in charge so maybe that's why they're making uh, different better stuff yeah and and I think it's also we're in a like I said a, a superhero renaissance where like yeah do whatever you want to do make sure it's good and mm-hmm. and people they're giving it to good people to make those good projects so um, Into Spider-Verse 2 uh, coming up also, another spinoff called maybe Spider-Woman or Spider-Women, either one, uh, is in the works from Sony as well. Another mm-hmm. animated movie following the female spider characters, such as Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen, Silk, Madam Web, Spider-Girl. There's a ton of them. So, uh, it looks like they're maybe taking a Captain Marvel approach to this and be like, female-led movies, let's, let's do that. I mean, that would be pretty cool. I kind of did a little bit of a research deep dive into Spider-Gwen uh, just this past week because um, I didn't realize her character exploded as fast as she did. Yes. I knew she had a really slick uh, character design and also bringing kind of Gwen Stacy back into the fold in the comic books was exciting for a lot of people, but I didn't realize she has like four comic book runs going right now. This isn't just kind of like a one-off character that has like a, like a, from the Spider-Verse that just has a story running. She's like 
like in four different comics right now, which I thought was crazy. And she's only been around for like maybe I think like two or three years. Maybe I'm off by a year or two. Th- uh, this is her third year. She's so, so in 2015 there was actually called I think um, the Spider Verse event, mm-hmm. and she was created in like a, one of these little small. I guess uh, intro stories like here's mm-hmm. some characters like you need to learn about them because they're going to show up in into the Spider Verse, and um, yeah, that book is going for a lot of money, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, she's gone through several. I think she might be up to issue thirties in the mid thirties for her new run right now, which is mm-hmm. unheard of for a, a comic book property right now. Yeah. And this is and this is why animated movies are great. There's so much less heavy lifting you have to do to convince a live action uh, world that all of this stuff makes sense. You know, in an animated universe, it, you can just take it wholeheartedly that there's people out there with powers calling themselves Spider Gwen, coming from different dimensions. And, you know, in a real live action movie, you got to hit just the right perfect tone, or your audience is just totally going to check out. Kind of like how I did with Kingsman Two, when things just got way too wacky and goofy, and it just got too unrealistic for this real world setting. But in in an animated movie, you can just go balls to the wall, and you can tell these crazy stories and bring in all of these different characters and no one's going to be too worried about it so i think this is awesome let's take all of the money that we possibly would have given to a venom sequel and just make more animated stuff screw this morpheus movie make an animated morpheus movie jared leto can do the voice acting i don't care he can do the motion capture if he really wants to act uh he can be the he can be the next motion capture king out there in hollywood but uh, screw these live-action Sony stuff. Just give me more animated stuff. Yeah, keep keep up this quality, and we'll all be happy. You will not mm-hmm. hear a single complaint from us. Uh, speaking of live-action uh, Sony movies, Venom is coming to home uh, own video this week, which is actually, like, <laughs> really quickly? Is it have two, you, two and a half months? Have you seen the promo that they're cutting for this home release? Is it, is it the, the the romantic comedy? <laughs> yeah. They're leaning I, into this weird stuff on this yeah. one, man. I mean, this is all clever. I mean, the advertising they did in China with uh, those little web Boyfriend comics Venom. was clever. Yep. You know, this kind of recut of the trailer is, like, funny. But it, do, like, it doesn't matter what you do on the outside. I didn't like the movie, so I don't know. Like, they're, I mean, I guess they're having fun with it, maybe leaning into it. You know, they know kind of this stuff worked for death. Deadpool, so well, what, I mean, what do they have? Know. What do they have to lose at this point? They've almost they've made more money than Wonder Woman did in the theaters. So yeah, like, well, I guess that's it, true. If we don't sell like any, no big deal. Let's have some fun. Yeah, I like to think that if they didn't reach that money threshold, they never would have been able to hire an editor to yeah. recut it as a romantic comedy. So, like, hey, you're only getting this what, marketing because we made money. What if some fan did it? And they just bought it from him. They're like, hey, we <laughs> want this for for you. I mean, maybe there's people out there that do that just for fun. Yeah. So there's so this is coming this month. So if you're if you're a huge Venom fan and you you really like the movie and you just gotta own it it's this month you don't have to wait forever uh, i remember such, it used to be months but now it's like two months away such a such a weird weird time for just marvel properties you know yeah. there's so much going on outside of just the mcu and like the dcu over here is just they're just really trying to kickstart the engine trying to get it going trying to understand how to even make a franchise and or so just we just a gotta movie. <laughs> yeah so over here they're struggling just to get one movie out and marvel's just like who's making the next tv series who's got the license <laughs> i don't know let's hire a couple more lawyers i don't know what's going on then i'm sure make it whatever we don't yeah. care anymore <laughs> Uh, there's also been confirmed uh, an extended after credit scene with uh, a special character, if you haven't seen the end of it, which I'm oh. trying not to ruin, but we all know who it is. 
Um, so if you like the end credit scene, expect a, a longer one to be on the home release. I, I expect to see it on YouTube in a couple weeks, so whatever. Yeah. But Save your money. Don't give any more money to Venom. You're just encouraging them. I'm probably going to get it. Put it beside <laughs> my Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Uh, that's a good place to put it. Yeah. But in front of Spider-Man 3, we'll always, it'll always be there. <laughs> the Black Widow movie is confirmed to start production next year for a 2020 release. I'm, I'm calling it May. It's coming out in May. All right. I it. mean, I think uh, we kind of already assumed that was the year, so we got our confirmation. Now we're just going to cross our fingers and... Hope wait, everything goes well. Wait for San Diego Comic Con for them to finally give us the title and the official release date in Hall uh, yeah, H. And then we, Cross our fingers. And then we got to see the we got to see the concept art. We got to get leaks of who's cast, and then we're gonna try to assume whose cast is attached to what villain, what story they're trying to tell. Oh uh, no, we'll uh, find out when the Funko <laughs> Pops re- release and be like, oh, that's where it is. That's where it yeah. is. Yeah, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. So while we're doing this, Mike, we have a a. a uh, I say a conspirator, or a co-conspirator on Twitter right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the handle at CL Kidman uh, tweeting me live right now while we're doing <laughs> this. Like I don't know if you've been getting that on your phone or not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, uh, we don't know who you are. Who you are? Uh, we don't know if you're a new fan of the show. If you've been a long time listener. But uh, we love that you're reaching out. You're basically slinging as much news as possible, and I've just been avoiding it and throwing it back at Chris because, like, I don't need this stuff. Give it to Chris. He's the one that makes the show notes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I, I've been I've been going through this. A lot of the stuff, I mean, yeah, I'm going to see it, but it's good to see it again from somebody else from different sources. So that's really cool. Uh, right now, um, there is, for Avengers 4, there, there was no trailer during the Collider screening last week, right? Ugh, man, this Collider screening. There is so much, like, psychological. Analysis going into this, where we're just like, oh, would they possibly even release a trailer this late at night? We're like, when is the screening over? Is the Q and A started? Do you think we're going to see the trailer after the Q and A? And then somebody at the Q and A just straight up asks, like, um, are we going to get a trailer? And they're just like, no, don't ask. They're like, no Avengers four questions, and everyone's like, oh, we're out, we're leaving. Why yeah. do we even? Stay here? <laughs> Um, but apparently there's some Q and A stuff out there, some questions, like some answers, like, you know, Loki is, is dead. Like there was like, there was a theory that Loki turned into Bruce Banner and went, I'm like, no, that's dumb. No one's, no one's <laughs> doing that. Um, some stuff like that. So if you want to see that, you can go look it up on, on Collider's site. You can actually see the whole Q and A session. They videotaped it so you can watch it there as well. We didn't get a trailer. However, the, the rumor, the strong rumor from multiple sources right now is the trailer will be, uh, this actual Wednesday. December 5th right now, Mike, uh, during Good Morning America. Well, I mean, I think because, like you've been saying, you've been setting the, the drawing the line in the sand with the Prelude comic that's coming out yes. for Avengers 4. So, they're, like you were saying, how do they title this comic book? It can't be Prelude for Avengers 4 because that's not the title of the movie. So, at some point, uh, these comic books are in boxes and they're going to be shipped to comic book stores. So, we're going to know the title of this movie physically by looking into a box sooner or later. So, the trailer needs to come out. So, I think a a lot of people are in like in a, in a big fervor kind of waiting for it you know because i we've been it's been due for a while i think they're a little overdue so we can finally get this trailer but i've actually seen some people on twitter trying to tell us or other people in general to like calm down it's just like yeah. i'm not calming down the, did you see infinity war that movie was awesome that left on like one of the biggest cliffhangers i ever seen in a movie where 
everybody died. I got to see the trailer for the next movie. I am excited. I am not mad in any way. I'm just excited. So I want to know when it's coming. So we have this prelude comic coming out. Uh, which which will be in stores Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up. So if they're, they're like the Russo brothers are out there in the world, they're doing things. They have scheduled events coming up. We so we're just trying to pinpoint this trailer because I gotta know what's gonna be in it. We are in the end game now, Mike. This is the <laughs> final month of the year. They cannot hold anything back now. Kevin Feige said we get it before January first, and by God, I'm holding them to it. <laughs> um. The the poster is rumored to just be the A poster in a new color, which is fine with me. They've been doing that for every Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Russos are scheduled to be at the Game Awards on Thursday. Now, why is this important, Mike? Yes. Be- because there's a video game in progress called The Avengers Project from Square Enix, who are known for their Final Fantasy games, mm-hmm. uh, for consoles and, and I think PC. And it could get its first, we've seen a teaser, it could get its first footage on Thursday. With the Russo brothers there promoting this Avengers project. Yeah, which does kind of make sense where this could be a big Marvel marketing week. They could just be making this huge push. You know, they're finally far enough away from uh, Thanksgiving and the holidays. People are kind of back at it in the swing of things. You know, they've made it away from the shopping season and and everything. You know, Christmas is just kind of starting to kick off here in the United States. You know, it's going to be a fever pitch here in a couple weeks when a lot of these big movies come out. So this is almost kind of their only week in the month of December to really hit hard these movies coming out in January. So they really, they I think they're going to hit it hard. Like you said, they might be announcing a, a, a video game, which will be cool because we've, we've really never had a AAA MCU video game. Right. Uh, all the other ones were made by Sega, and there are a good one or two, but the rest blow. I will mm-hmm. tell you that right now. I own them all in there, and I, I, I don't like them. The last good game I remember playing was Ultimate Alliance, honestly, uh, with all the characters. Um, now, with this footage coming out on Thursday with the Russo brothers, they can be like, well, this game is scheduled to release maybe next winter or, mm-hmm. or summer because this. if you time it with Avengers 4, Spider-Man Far From Home, we have nothing between July slash June until May of the, the following year, Mike. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get our Marvel characters in that timeline without anything and this video game could be that answer yeah i just i just hope since the russo brothers it looks like they might be announcing it they're going to be at a high profile video game event you know this isn't just going to be some sort of like leased out ip thing i'm hoping this is up to the caliber that spider-man was Mm -hmm. you know that is an amazing video game and i say that and i'm like physically pointing to the other room where the game currently resides on my console that is a one of the best video game uh superhero movies i've ever played in my entire life and that is the bar now if you're gonna put your money where your mouth is you have to get to that level of superhuman experiences so i mean there's nothing more satisfying than web slinging around new york city punching dudes going through through actually a really really fun and thought of story so i really hope they can hit the nail on the head when it comes to a game like that or if they want to go ahead and they want to abandon like a story game type at least like if it's going to be like maybe a a pvp type of game that's fine too but just make sure it is just so finely tuned we get to play every single hero we've ever seen in any of these movies and maybe a couple extra like that would be great like just give me something amazing we've all wanted some sort of triple a top tier title that wasn't just some sort of like thor the movie the game you know yeah exactly and and what square enix crystal dynamics 
um, the the team making this game, they're behind the new Tomb Raider series. They're mm-hmm. behind the Deus Ex game series. Like this is going to be on par with Spider Man when it comes out. Yeah, it, hands down. So I and I, I got what, a vi- and I got a video game console in my possession now, so I can actually play this. Hopefully, they have a VR mode for it. That's all I'm oh, saying. That- That'd be rad. So I think we're going to see some footage Thursday. I think we'll have an Avengers 4 trailer uh, Wednesday. And then Captain Marvel has, as of right now, from what I've seen, a confirmed trailer tomorrow during Monday Night Football. Whoa. So if this is going to be during Monday Night Football, this could possibly be a shorter trailer. Um, I mean, who knows? Disney's got the money to they, buy out a whole commercial spot, you know? Well, I think they they may own the network. It's on, even. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. They might do that. Um, so, yeah, this would be crazy. So this would be our second Captain Marvel trailer, right? It would be, yeah, the second. So we saw the first one. They just, they we're going to talk about the pop vinyl slash um, official release of that. Uh, everyone right now, Marvel, if they do Captain Marvel on Monday, Avengers on Wednesday, a new game on Thursday. This is the week that we may die, Mike. This is this is where <laughs> everything's going to pile up, and then our 201st episode will be the best we ever had. Well, you know, I was thinking about that too. You know, all of our favorite TV shows they don't start on episode two zero zero. They start on you know episode two hundred one, one hundred one, three hundred one. So yeah. really, we don't, we're not really kicking off this second season of Superhero Slate until two hundred one. So make sure you're subscribed. Come back next week. We got tons of trailers to talk about. Hopefully, we even maybe have even a trailer for this video game. Maybe even like a little, yeah. um, probably not actual gameplay footage. Maybe like some well, like a, re- a rendered trailer. Well, that would be cool. Well, they already have a teaser trailer for it, so this would be gameplay. Like this will be gameplay for the the consoles. What we're expecting. Ooh, all right, because they've already done the the tease with this. They've already yeah. And Chris, Chris is going to buy the Prelude comic, and he's going to read it, and he's going to let us know if there's anything that we can pull out of there. So it's going to be a Marvel-heavy week. So that'll be next week, and then the following week, uh, we got movies coming out soon. So this is going to be a this is going to be a jam-packed month. That is for sure. The week after that will be into the Spider Verse spoiler cast, Um, Mm -hmm. and then we and then possibly Aqua. Well, I don't think you'll see Aquaman early, but Aquaman the week after that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We are just we are at our tipping point, Mike, for the end of the year. This is great. Yeah, and Deadpool's floating out there too with his charity movie that I guess I'm going to go see now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, Once Upon a Deadpool. But what what's important to me are my pop vinyls, Mike, and and the Captain (laughs) Marvel pop vinyls have have were leaked and then um, officially released. So. Here, the first image, we're going to take a look at several of the pop vinyls, which is a big page of, what's this, 5 times 315 of them, which is a big list of pop vinyls. Um, As you can see, some of them are very exclusive to different places, uh, Chase's, but I think what's interesting here is, the first and foremost is, if you find Carol Danvers in the middle, Mike, uh, in the blue suit, Mm -hmm. what is her name there? Verse. Uh, yeah, I can't. This is a. Uh, it's a little blurry for me. I can't really see it. Yeah. So her uh, name is Verse. V E R S. Uh, when mm-hmm. she's in her green outfit, probably with the Kree army. So if we know her, her brain and memories are getting rewritten. Maybe she doesn't know her name is Carol Danvers. She thinks her name is Verse, and she's a Kree member. Oh, maybe that could be possible. Okay, I think I finally. I'm seeing the graphic that you're on now. I'm looking. I was looking at the larger one now. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm looking at this cat right now, Goose. <laughs> Goose. So in the comic book, Kelly Tsuda comic, uh, she had a cat named Chewie, which is uh-huh. named after Chewbacca, who was actually another creature rather than just a cat, some alien. In this one, we get Goose the cat. Now, why do you think Goose is important to Captain Marvel? 
Man, because Goose is cute. That's all I know. <laughs> Goose is the, the character in uh, Top Gun. Is one of the characters in Top Gun. So she's an oh, Air Force. I see what you're saying. Okay, if she's an Air Force pilot, and then she has a cat named Goose, she named it because of because of Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm. I mean, for me, I think the biggest takeaway, which is probably what you're about to talk here, is the the Mohawk helmet. Uh, not even the Mohawk helmet. If I was going to be honest, actually, so that kind of does that does that clear up our Mohawk conversation from last week? Does this? Yes. So we will be seeing that the Mohawk and the helmet in this movie because we thought maybe this could be something we would see in Avengers Four when she teams up yeah. with the rest of the gang in the future or present timeline. You know. So when her suit gets repainted red and blue, she becomes Captain Marvel. But I think the far right of this image, Mike, is the character Yon Rog. That is. Oh, I didn't ju- even know I could scroll right. Oh, this image is huge. It is ginormous. <laughs> that is Yon Rog. That is uh, Jude Law's character, and not Marvel. He's not mm-hmm. going to be Marvel. He will be Yon Rog, which is another Cree uh, who was an enemy of of Carol Danvers uh, in, in the comic books. So um, I think that's a big takeaway because the second image I think is the one you clicked on. Um, in the official release, and they changed his name to Star Commander to hide the fact what his real name is in the promotional materials. Uh, well, the, it's too late, Pop. It's already out there. <laughs> yeah, too late, Funko slash Marvel. You done ruined it with that. <laughs> so um, I, I'm just kind of throwing that out there. We, we know some of these characters uh, now, and I'm, I'm interested. Uh, I mean, I'm, very, I'm still hyped to see all this, but if, if this came out this week, Mike, that means I think the trailer is going to launch uh, this week as well. Because yeah, and technically, I mean, we always forget that the very first trailers are technically teaser trailers. Uh-huh. So our first full official Captain Marvel trailer, if that's coming out, that does make sense because that's where you'll actually see like characters' names probably get revealed. It'll be a larger trailer that kind of hints more to the story of what's you, going on here. You so. get to see the kitty. We'll get to yeah, see the I get to see the cat. Is there two pops for Goose the Cat? There is. Yeah, there is two. One's one's called. If you notice, one says "flocked" on it in the left. It's got the purple sticker. That means he's fuzzy, like oh. a kitty. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, there's also a young Nick Fury in there, which is really cool. You get her on a motorcycle. Um, pop vinyls are a whole different world, um, man. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. So, um, but uh, yeah, this is going to be be interesting to see the trailer tomorrow on Monday and Night Football. I, yeah, and I think I say this all the time. I love it when toys leak information because, yeah. like, just the movie studios, they have so much going on because they're actually trying to make the movie and keep the movie from getting spoiled. They forget about the licenses that they give other companies. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, okay, Funko, if you want to keep making our pops, uh, you're going to have to open up an office in your building over there and we're sending over a lawyer and he's going to look over everything you ever do all day <laughs> yep exactly there there's a it, the toys are like oh well we ruined it now so i i think they'll still keep making marvel ones sadly so <laughs> we got a little ways to think about that uh we're gonna switch gears and talk about some other comic book stuff little, little dc news here zatanna you're familiar with zatanna right yeah my uh wife cosplayed as zatanna a couple comic cons ago and uh we went and we bought her first appearance which i believe was in a um, hawkman comic okay. was her first appearance so we own that so uh zatanna's pretty cool she talks backwards does spells she was um she was in the uh she's in different incarnations of like the different animated justice league so if uh, if if you're a zatanna fan there's plenty of stuff out there for you well she was originally planning to be part of the justice league dark movies um mm-hmm. but now they are talking about just a zatanna movie being discussed at warner brothers as a mm. whole um, all right this also 
uh, the report goes on the ad, Supergirl and Batgirl are also in the plans um, ahead of a lot of other contenders, <laughs> which means they're taking a focus on female characters over at DC. Oh right man! Now. So this is this is just kind of taking me back to what maybe a year ago when we were probably having these same conversations of just like, oh, they're making a Birds of Prey movie and they're making four Joker movies. Oh, and they're also making these other films. So they're making a Suicide Squad too. Oh, well, why are they doing that? So um, I guess you know I'll hold my breath and wait to see if any of these uh, come out. But at least there is a, at least um, a purpose or at least a, a statistics out there that move them towards these uh, female movies. They're like, hey, Wonder Woman worked out really well, so let's make a bunch of, uh, of these female-led movies. So at least that makes sense. At least they're kind of focusing in a direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they kind of... They're seeing what's working right now. The Supergirl movie or TV show is doing great. Bat, Batwoman is in there, but Batgirl's always been on uh, talks, so maybe we'll see what's going on there. Another character uh, in the talks is Blue Beetle, uh, and we were talking about this a little bit before the show. This is the Jamie Reyes version, I believe, who mm-hmm. was in um, Young Justice, right? Um, yeah, he was, uh, he was a big part of Young Justice. Uh, he's one of the newer uh, Blue Beetles. So the Blue Beetle is an alien... Uh, I don't know if it's a parasite, but it, it um, it's like a scarab bonds to the person and gives you abilities, like a suit of yeah. armor that can. It's do almost stuff. it's almost kind of like mixed venom with Iron Man. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a suit of armor that chooses you. You can't just like take it off when you want. And I'm sure there's maybe incarnations of stories of the Blue Beetle, maybe where he doesn't get along with the armor. But at least in in the cartoon show that I watched, he he seemed to be getting along pretty well with it. But I think you know that varies and fluctuates depending on because different aliens can kind of show up on Earth with also this armor that I think they can manipulate it. I don't remember all the storylines, but um, yeah, the Blue Beetle seemed to be pretty popular there. So maybe uh. Uh, DC's kind of ready to get their uh, Iron Man kind of Venom sauce on, you know? Yeah, I think um, there's only been one live-action version. I think it might have been in uh, Smallville uh, as well. So, I mean, they're, they're looking to maybe go towards the... Uh, I mean, Jamie Race, I think he's a, a Hispanic descent we talked about, so going mm-hmm. in that, that multicultural route. There have been other Blue Beetles, so it could be a mentor uh, kid thing because he's a, he's a I think he's a younger kid. Uh, mm-hmm. it yeah. to be in Young Justice, so... Um, I don't know much about the Blue Beetle. I played that as him in Injustice, so he's really he's really fun in Injustice to play with because <laughs> that suit makes all sorts of fun armor and uh-huh. weapons. But um, yeah, so that's in the talks, and apparently these new movies are taking precedence over the Flash and Man of Steel two, which we thought were already going to kind of almost done things at DC. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you think? I mean, I would like to see a Flash movie more than I like to see Man of Steel two. But what we thought, I mean, Henry Cavill could be out as Superman. Like, what is what is going on over there? What is <laughs> well, going I think on? I think the word momentum is the perfect word to use. I mean, who out there is clamoring for Man of Steel two? People already forgot that the Justice League movie ever came out, and Ezra Miller he's going on and basically jumping headfirst into this new Fantastic Beast franchise. So he is going to be busy making those blockbuster movies. I'm not saying he probably couldn't fit a Flash movie in his schedule somewhere. But, I mean, uh, the, the DCU is just still trying to turn the ship around and ride it and, you know, and trying to get the buckets full of water outside of it. You know, they're doing the best that they can. So maybe what they could do, here's a strategy. So you develop kind of all of these, like, 
uh, one-off characters that we're not too familiar with. Get a, give us a couple awesome Shazam movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Give us a really cool Blue Beetle movie. Bring some of these like uh, lesser top-tier Batman characters into the fold. You know, give us like a Batgirl movie and a Supergirl movie, and have them all out and doing stuff. And then maybe after about five or six years of these movies, and hopefully they're all really good, then just yeah, go ahead and recast Superman. Bring them back in. Bring the Flash back in. And like, you know, and you know, we haven't seen them in a while, so we're going to be okay with the recast and then maybe reboot it from that end of the franchise. That could be a possibility. And then actually one thing that's really cool about Young Justice is that you're really focused and you really love these younger other type of characters that have superpowers. And then when the big, bad, awesome adults like Superman and Batman show up, they're even more special because you know that even the characters you you love on the show are looking up to them. So I think that's almost kind of how Superman is kind of looked at in the Supergirl show where, you know, Supergirl is our character that we root for. But then every once in a while when uh, Big Bad Cuzzo shows up, uh, Superman, it's even more special. So that, you know, that could be a possibility. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for them to do stuff, um, but they got to earn our trust, like you said. And, um, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, they weren't big name characters when they started. So if DC needs to pull some middle range characters to get them going and and get them up and going i'm I'm all for that you know so um we may have to put our batman flash and man of steel two wishes on the back burner for a minute until... <laughs> what about my cyborg back burner oh he's way back there oh he's way back there <laughs> he uh, fell off the stove he's yeah we, we kind of forgot he's behind that thing you just can't pull it out and get him so you're like well yeah <laughs> he'll work his way out i don't know <laughs> Lastly, uh, Hellboy got us a new image this week um, from Empire Magazine. And if you're an Empire, guess what that means? Probably a trailer trailer soon. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen the leaked trailer. Uh, You were holding off because you thought it would be that same week and it just never came out. Yeah. So uh, that trailer is really cool. I'm really hoping for everybody to see it. Um, You know, one thing about this, this looks like Ron Perlman's Hellboy a little bit. um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I'm very excited to see it. Like, it's hard to not make Hellboy look like he really is in the comic book. So it's like... (laughs) I mean, this this is one of those uh, internet memes. I think everybody's calling big, thick stuff on the internet absolute units. Uh, <laughs> this is an absolute unit of a Hellboy. He he is wide. He is a wide son of a bitch. I mean, he looks like he could crush you. Like this, he is. This is like a linebacker version of Hellboy, and he's just got so much more prominent like cheekbones and brows. I mean, this guy. I would be so scared to come across this guy. Ron Perlman's Hellboy, I would say, is a slightly more approachable, still like a redskin demon, so you don't want to go anywhere near it. But I love this kind of meaner-looking ver- version of David Harbour's Hellboy. So um, it's been so long since that leaked trailer had come out because didn't that trailer come from some sort of like press event? It was in, like, like a Russia Euro- or something like or Russia. Yeah, yeah, something yeah exactly. So the trailer we end up getting could be even. A- improved it could be slightly different so i'm really looking forward to that hopefully they don't decide to drop this trailer on the day infinity war comes out but hey maybe this could be like a thursday trailer or something like that you know well not with those video game trailers make this my tuesday <laughs> give me four days of trailers mike that's oh, what i'm talking man on the fourth great. day of christmas my true love gave to me <laughs> a hellboy trailer avengers four only... trailer every day <laughs> yeah um, speaking of that, I actually have a 12-pack uh, Marvel's 12 Socks of Christmas thing. It's like an advent calendar for socks. Oh. <laughs> How's uh, that been going? Are they ready to open yet? Yeah, day one was yesterday because uh, you do December 1st, I guess, my wife said. Uh-huh. And it was Black Widow socks. So I have Black Widow socks, which I'm like, interesting. 
choice for men's. <laughs> uh, and I haven't done day two yet. I'm very excited to go see. I think his Rocket Raccoon was on the cover. So I think I want to get some Rocket socks. So. Ooh, I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, Hellboy, if the trailer comes out this week, we'll let you know. But uh, hopefully it's not buried under all the other good news we are so hoping to get. So hoping to get. <laughs> Please. Please give it to us. Well, Mike, that's our show this week. We, we got went a little long here, but that's okay. We have lots of news, lots of fun stuff to talk about. and uh, It's a good week. You know, we didn't get what we wanted, but I still feel like it was a pretty good week, Mike. Yeah. Know about you. you know, sometimes Christmases are just like that. You don't always get what you want. But, uh, damn, if this wasn't a 200th episode, uh, I look yeah. forward to 200 more with you, Chris. You know, on episode 400, okay, quick prediction. Uh-oh. Episode, <laughs> episode 400, which will be about, um, what will be? Uh, four more 50, years. Yeah, four more years. Uh, what do you think we're going to be talking about on episode 400? Uh, and that's, what, 2022? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if we'll have Guardians 3 by then, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think we'll be talking. I think we'll be talking Fantastic Four and X Men in the MCU. Isn't that crazy that we, um, by episode four hundred of this podcast, we might not even be on the other end of the next phase of the MCU yet. We, yeah. We'll be like just in the middle of it. It's just crazy. Yeah, I, I don't even know if we'll call them phases after that. They might give them new <laughs> names. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I th- that's what I would think we'd be talking about. What are you thinking is going to be on our radar? Man, I'm just going to probably be complaining about stuff, I'm sure. They're going to be on, like, Venom 6. i be like, why are they still making these? And how do they get six of them made in four years? Well, if they can do it with Harry Potter, they can do it with Venom, man. It's lower the budget. Venom cinematic series. Actually, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but I think uh, by episode 400, we won't be talking about the DC streaming service anymore. You think so? That's, uh, that's <laughs> I, pretty low. I, mean, I, I, I think so. The Titans, Titans is almost wrapped up. This Titans will wrap up this month, so... Uh, we've been asked to do a little little talk on that, maybe. So maybe we'll get around and yeah. watch an episode. Now, or now I don't, I don't think necessarily the content will disappear, but I think there'll be some sort of PR lingo out there that says, "Oh, we're folding our DC app into our Warner Brothers yeah. app," you know, because that actually is coming out next year. So I could kind of see them just kind of phasing this niche streaming service away and just only t- taking the stuff that worked and moving it out of the, so, out of there. So you're really excited for the Spider-Man universe streaming app is what you're <laughs> From Sony exclusively. Yeah. Crackle's going to be rebranded for only Sony stuff. Yeah. Oh man, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Uh, well, if people want to find out what you're doing, what you're up to, maybe maybe a nice picture of you in a VR headset cuz watching people play VR is just as fun as playing VR yourself. Oh, I'll be yeah, honest with agreed. you. So uh, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, you were just at an awesome first-time convention down there in Louisville. I'm sure you picked up some sweet swag. I hope you take some pictures of it. If people want to see what you copped at that convention, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I take a picture of those books I bought. I'm going to put them all together. Uh, let you know how much of the MCU prelude I know. I know a lot about before the movies, not the movies themselves. You know, um, <laughs> and also be uh, like I said, I'll be putting these uh, audio clips and interviews up as as I can get to them. Uh, coming up, you can also uh, head over to Comic UI. Uh, I put up. Oh, we're on the MCU mar- watching order. Countdown to Avengers Four. Can you believe that already? We started had to start oh November. God. We have so many movies. <laughs> yeah, in a in um in a couple years, you're just gonna have to get started a year ahead of time. You're gonna double up on movies, but like, all right, well, I got a new movie coming out in uh, summer next year, so I better start watching these movies now. I yeah. got 14 months left. <laughs> yeah, um, so I I did it this time. So and this time I took Captain Marvel's release into consideration. So mm-hmm. uh, we're watch- you watch that on that weekend instead of another movie on DVD, but. 
Um, I've got an interesting list laid out for it, Mike. It's not the normal watch order that you would just watch them in release order. So um, you, you've seen it. I've sent it to you before. But like, if you guys want to check that out, head over to Comic Guy. That list is up. I didn't get to watch. I might get to watch Iron Man tonight. Knock on wood before I go to bed. But uh, Iron Man would started this weekend. So uh, one a week up until Avengers Four. Knock on wood. Um, if people want to know more about Superhero Slate, maybe they've picked up uh, the show from the first time from the SuperCon and they want to know more. Where can they learn more about Superhero Slate at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see like that screenshot of Hellboy or if you want to see all of these leaked pop vinyls that Chris have a, has a picture of, uh, all you got to do is check out our show notes. You can catch up with the news super quick there. Actually, I really like our website because there's no ads. There's no pop-ups on it. You just get your information there, and it just helps you the best you can to subscribe to our podcast, which is on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and we'll put it anywhere else you want to listen to it. So if you have some sort of weird podcast streaming app that we're not familiar with, uh, just let us know and we'll uh, we'll host it on there. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. Uh, put our logo on a shirt, on a mug, on a cup, on a, a mouse pad. You can put it on just about anything, uh, and you can share love of Superhero Slate. Yeah. See, Chris is on top of it. Be like Chris. Uh, we love hearing from you. So if you're if you're a fan, you can uh, you can shout out us on Twitter. You can you can tweet us news. Like apparently it's been happening this week. Yes. So if you think we might miss something, uh, uh, send it to Chris or send it to me or send it to the Superhero Slate uh, tag, and we'll we get it. We love hearing from you. Drop us a comment on YouTube. Uh, that's why that's what that's why we do this show because we love hearing from you guys. Um, and if you want to be a super fan of the show. All you got to do is share the fr- share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And when we say that, you can trust us because we've been here every week for like the last four years. So we're 200 episodes in. I would say we are just getting started. So go out there, be the best super fan you can be. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we, we love our super fans, and uh, thanks everyone for sticking around after all this time because I know uh, I've given up on things a lot sooner than 200 episodes. That's for sure. <laughs> That is the truth. All All right. right, everybody. We'll catch you next week. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Somebody somewhere in my life, I don't know if it was in person or on TV, either made a joke or referenced French bread pizzas in the last two weeks.